Mr. Kenobi. Hello. He's ready. <laughs> he's come back. And he's going to show us what he's done in <laughs> the time he's become Sir Alec Guinness. <laughs> where, where he morphs into Sir Alec Guinness. It's supposed to be like 40 years or something. Like, like, like I think in real life, Ewan looks kind of like he's late 40s, early 50s. So Ewan's still Ewan like be... in good shape and everything. Oh, so totally. Like he, just, he just gave up for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. You know, I will honestly say I like to fan theory it in my head to make it so that learning how to transfer himself into the force like mm -hmm. was draining like it, yeah. it aged him so uh i like to think that plus when people spend time in the desert and like in war and stuff like that they age they get aged so maybe he like he has ptsd and it's just like rattling him yeah right and so like sleeping in a desert i don't know i don't know this is my own rationalization <laughs> a bit too much kfc sure too much deep Wombats. fried food right <laughs> it, not enough vitamin A for your skin. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... What do you think? I love it. This is the one I've been waiting for. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I think it's it's nice to get back to the Jedi stuff. I, I like... With the right pieces. Yeah, I like Mandalorian. Um, but I wasn't a big fan of Boba Fett. Me like, neither. I, I, I still haven't finished it. That's I'm the still thing. on I'm the not, train. Yeah, I'm not like a big... I, there's, I don't hate much about it. But the thing is, there's just nothing that's really grabbing me. Except for, yeah, the interaction with um, the twins. That's yeah. like the one interaction yeah, that, that got was, me. That like, was super Star Wars. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah. If anything, I was like, the whole movie should have been like this. I yeah. would have loved just like weird interactions with crazy bounty hunters that do or maybe don't, depending on who the viewer is, have already a subcontext. Like Bosk or Dengar, right? Yeah. Like, just like, let's see that world a little bit more. That scum and villainy, like, mysterious yeah. underground. Like, don't even show as much, because I still even <laughs> love the idea that, like, even the glimmer we would get in the pseudo-show would be, like, still hidden. Like, yeah. it's like they don't sort of show you the full, what what, <laughs> what the rest of this place looks like, or right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just excited to get back to the, I guess, the core story. It just feels like, yeah, it, just, it feels like Star Wars again. The Boba Fett show, to me, has always felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. Even so, yeah, it's coming villainy, but I feel like, you know, it's Saturday morning, I'm watching my Boba Fett cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Which I understand, it's like a family show, but... Mando felt more like Boba than Boba Fett. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Like, when I rewatch, or even think about Mandalorian, I'm like, that so felt like a real, like, Western gunslinger, like, out in the wild of what they call the wild. Yeah. And they had some good tie-ins in that. Yeah, like, and it didn't feel forced. Yeah, the tie even the tie-in of Boba Fett was good. Yeah, <laughs> Before it actually the show. felt great. It actually <laughs> felt really great. And I actually kind of wish that we actually never saw how he got out of the Sarlacc. They just alluded to it, maybe gave us shots of it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm just like the beginning intro, like that first clip of like him just being in it. Like when they're like, hey, weren't you that guy? And they just be like a quick flashback and then be yeah. like done. And then people can just love that the concept art made it into. I guess, didn't they, uh, wasn't there like a book or a comic that explained it already? Yeah, there like was a book. That's why they couldn't really uh, if anything, and they, escape that. Yeah, like there's the, the novels that are now no longer when Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah, that's the legends, right? Legends, yeah. Uh, Dengar saves them. Yeah. And that they become buddy-buddy. Dengar And D Dengar was already friends with Bosk, who is a Trandoshian, um, which I really wish 
we got to see more of. Like these crazy characters. He's a lizard dude. You know what I mean? Like he's in the yellow spacesuit and stuff. Yeah. It's like he. It would have been <laughs> cool. So what makes him so cool is that he has like he can. He's a lizard, so he sees X-rays and heat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes it so hard to hide from him when he's like actually going after you because he's like literally the predator. It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah, I don't really. I think you named a couple of things in a trailer that I, I don't know what any of that is. Oh. Uh, like, I don't know a bunch of the storyline in the Obi-Wan. Oh, in the Kenobi one? Yeah. Oh, oh, because, um, yes. Ha, I'm Jeff Blooming. <laughs> By the way, I'm like, oh, yes, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll turn off the Jeff Bloom. I'll turn down the Jeff Goldblum on that one. I can't help it. I also do that stuff. Like, it looks good. Um... I love the tone, but yes, you can explain what's going oh, on. In the it's trailer. mostly from a show that, depending on your fandom, is from Rebels. Okay. Because they introduce who these Inquisitors are and yeah. stuff like that. They look exactly like that for yeah. the most part. Either that or you saw the other guy walking towards the thing with that kind of hat. They have like weird hats. Okay. They like to either have hats, helmets, or creepy white pale skin with tattoos. Okay. Um, they are not quite Sith. They're kind of like baby Sith. Like yeah. they're not even quite apprentices. Like they're so on the downscale of. Are like, they like the children of Thanos? Kind of. Even like less. I would less. even say less. Like they're okay. more like the. You. They're more like the giant modified ape gorilla things, where there's like a, a bunch of them, and they're pretty threatening on their own but they're not the main focus of the army. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just, yeah. like, uh, a lieutenant, like an officer and stuff. Are they, like, um, Kylo Ren? Yeah, the Knights of Ren. Kind of, yeah. Because when I you would, met uh, them, they, were, they weren't that yes. thrilling. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a perfect actual okay. um, Star Wars, in Star Wars universe reference already yeah. to what would you what to expect, how to, like, relate it to you. It's like... Yeah. They're kind of all show, <laughs> yeah. and they're really threatening. But it yeah. really is all show. Yeah. Like, like be be scared because if you're not scared, they're pretty much like <laughs> they can't do much. Like, I don't think they even have that much connection to the force. Yeah. Because in every instance that they've ever fought a force user, they get their butts handed to them because they rely so heavily on that spinning, rotating, and just oh, quick okay. jabs and like like fighting skills. And then every guy that uses a lightsaber just like either will turn off their lightsaber, dodge the first one, and then stick their lightsaber in the middle of the hilt, that the thing that's there, and either cut their hand off <laughs> or break the, the the spinny thing in the first place and they're like oh and then they only have like one little blade now and then the guy and then the person's just like force push <laughs> it's just like fine I wonder um, if they'll keep that continuity in the show yeah um, that specific <laughs> dude there in the trailer actually looks very similar to the main rebel one that they had for the most of the show who turned out to be a I, I won't reveal too much but well, was basically an actual... They were a little better than a regular officer. Yeah. And it turned out they were actually part of the order at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but were kind of brainwashed. But I won't it's, reveal everything about them, but it's kind so, of a sad thing. Do you think we'll see someone like Darth Maul? I know he was in the show. It was, supposed to. Because um, it's around the same time, right? Mm. I think we are. I, um, uh, what Ray Park shared a long time ago on his Instagram the prosthetics yeah. for the horns yeah. in his dressing room. Okay. 
to be like, and he said something in the into the effect of "we're back" or "I'm back" or something like that. Yeah. Like just in like a two. I remember it was like two words and stuff, and yeah. it was like all tag hashtags. But I remember people were freaking out because it was just like we're gonna get a live action rematch with like it was great on Rebels. Don't get me wrong, and that whole interaction is like a whole nother level of I would love to have emotional acting to that because it was so well written on the show like Obi-Wan just being an old man in the desert yeah. and it was this like little camel thing just a little <laughs> fire and it's like just like sitting there in the dark and then Darth the, the cloaked figure comes up yeah. and Darth Maul is Darth Maul and Darth Maul and then like Obi-Wan already just dismissing him being like you have no there's no purpose here like I don't know who you're talking about like when he's like Obi-Wan yeah. you're Obi-Wan he's <laughs> like no I don't know what you're talking about yeah and then starts talking about Luke, but he starts getting onto like how much he's learned and how much he's like waited for this moment. And then he yeah. starts to be like, "Why are you here?" It's like, "Are you looking for that boy?" <laughs> and then that's when Obi Wan just fucking just like takes off the hood and just was, <laughs> just is like does the classic two finger. Yeah. And I was like, "This is it." And it was like, "It's like you hit a you hit a tone like you shouldn't yeah. have. You're gonna die. Like he's not he's not a Jedi anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the order's gone. So." it was over really quick like you know what I mean like it really showed that Obi-Wan is a very masterful person by this point untouchable so is Obi-Wan at this point on the gray side I would think so yeah and people are even alluding to he might commune with uh, Liam Neeson Qui-Gon yes to start to uh, understand yeah to to regain his mentorship for the fans they should just have one episode that is a flashback I agree. It's just him and Qui-Gon on some journey. I would love that. Yeah. And like I said, character on character. Just yeah. give me that. I'm And give it give it to me good, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, give it to me good. <laughs> um, don't give me that crap. The, 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 the overacting stuff. Like, really give me some genuine moments. And everything else can be side to the side. What, what planet they're on? No. Don't. Doesn't matter. But make it pretty. Right? Make it, like, worldly distracting. Yeah. But not so much that it's taking the forefront and, and distracting, or this technology that they're in, the, the spaceship that they're traveling on. It's like, no, it yeah. really would be nice if they're just in like a swamp. Yeah. And then they're just having this heart to heart, or it's during a training moment and they're like in a misty woods. It's like, you don't need much. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's safe to say you're the Star Wars expert. No oh, way, no, 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 no. Between no us. Way. I, I'm just overly passionate. Like, people laugh at me because around of how so bad it was. What's that? <laughs> he threw around so many names. No, oh, it's because of the show. It's like the <laughs> Rebels thing. Yeah. Well, between us, then. Because I, I keep up to date with all the Marvel stuff, so I guess I'm... Totally. totally. I, I, I keep up with all the scoops. We, we share our knowledge. Yes. We share our knowledge. <laughs> I, just, I just get overly excited. I like this. I, when I like stuff, <laughs> I pour, pour into it. And I really yeah. love stories and... Char- the characters in them and how they're all involved. That's like that's yeah. why I like Warhammer, right? Because there's so many characters, right? And some of them are just so epic on their own that they trail off and they touch other people's arcs of characters and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I want to read. Why did this person interact with them here? Why did they yeah. say that to them, right? And yeah. before you know it, I'm just like, oh, I have this whole <laughs> spider web of, of story. Yeah. But yeah. So Star Wars is like that. I just get curious and be like wait what happened in this fan theory or in this legends novel or something that's cool i do like how they tie in so much with the legends stories like yeah. not fully but they'll pick the parts that they think the fans like and then they'll weave them in somehow yes 
they're at least hitting the right notes in the right direction, even though yeah. they might miss it or it might be ill-timed. It still yeah. feels fun to me. Yes. Yeah. So, Kenobi, please be good. And Hayden's back. Ah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. That's, that's, the, that's my Darth Maul. That's yes. the Darth Maul I grew up with. I'm sorry, the other guy, but, like, that's I mean, the guy uh, I grew up with. The night, Not the original the guy who played him, David Prowness or something. Yeah. You're talking about Hayden Christensen? Yeah. So Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, he, oh, what did I say? Maul. Oh, sorry, Darth Vader, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's my Darth Vader, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hated, yeah. hated, yeah, because it's like, that's the one that, like, I was young, grew up with it, this whole prequel trilogy leading up to this. We, I've seen Hayden. Hayden's now that face. I think it's about time. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when you look at Spider-Man, for instance, not everyone loved, like, Andrew Garfield, for instance. Yeah. But now everyone loves him because of uh, No Way Home. Yeah, the pieces make sense now. They fit yeah. into this grand scale of a puzzle. And there's enough time to forgive, you know, the not-so-great writing of those movies. We accept it for what it is, yeah. because the greater prize at the end is so much more worth it, right? Yeah. It, it's totally worth it. Like, and no I, one can say No Way Home wasn't worth it when it's like, did you hate Spider-Man 3? A lot of people did. <laughs> but here's Toby back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And it's a touching moment of, like, thank you. And yeah, I think uh, Hayden will get the same thing here because um, George Lucas even like admitted that he wasn't the best dialogue writer. You know, with the whole stand. There's a lot thing. of um, good directors, like famous directors, that don't understand how people talk to each other <laughs> or don't let actors figure that out for themselves. Yeah, well, there's some people who, yeah, with every writer names. brings their own writing style, which they're still like legendary. Prominent. Yeah, I mean, you look at Kevin Smith, which yeah is my favorite example. Is that everyone in his shows, in his movies, speak like Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could just, like, close your eyes, and it's, it's all... <laughs> it's essentially his writing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Or sometimes it's so brutally distracting, because it's yeah. so bad, that it's it takes away from the movie. Like James Cameron, <laughs> when he yeah. has some of the dialogue in there, where it's just what's like... In, what's his style? What does he say? It's just very straightforward. straightforward. Or it's just like, yeah, like... Um, like, everybody was nitpicking at Avatar, I remember. I can't remember examples right now, but there, people were saying it's like, it's a great movie. It's like the billion-dollar movie at the time. Mm-hmm. But they're like, what the deal is, what's what's with some of the like the weird, like, kind of dialogue that they have? That was just like, no one would say that to the other person. <laughs> a lot of, like, uh, for some people like, out there, like, a lot of weird examples, there's like, uh, is when they try and have these moments in exposition for these great directors, and they start to be like, you know that you're my brother, you know that, man, we go back 10 years, you're my brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, right? But it's just like weird things like that. Or like, hey, sis. Hey, sister. Like, you know, like yeah. weird, like, like pseudo, like just to give an example of, oh, they're related. Yeah. Instead of showing us, yeah. they have these weird breaks in the thing to be like, well, that's why you're my half-brother. Or something like that. Yeah. It's just like no one really refers to their <laughs> siblings like that at that level. Unless they really didn't know them, yeah. <laughs> right? They're like reaffirming with the other person. It's like, haha, right? I'm right. You're my half brother. Yeah. But like, it's just one of those things where it's like, we don't need that. <laughs> when stuff like that, you can easily find out in movies and be like, that's clearly their sister. Yeah. You're gonna be like, like that. He cares about her. They're not dating. They're they're. That's the brother and sister. Yes. But a lot of Steven Spielberg is one of them. Great director. Like, if anything, I I've taken a lot of examples of like always adding one piece of action in a scene. Like, if you have them doing the scene, try and look for one thing that you can just add a little bit of a layer. So if you watch his movies, he does that. Like, Jurassic Park gets yeah. up from the Jeep, right? He doesn't just get up from the Jeep. She gets up from the Jeep, take off the sunglasses. 
So you'd say this is more of a trope of a director who writes their own movies. Yeah, kind of. Because yeah, yeah, all, yeah, all of these people are the ones who are making their own. Yeah, that's stories. true. Yeah, they're just bad dialogue writers. Yeah, yeah they. they there's so many great directors who aren't the script writers. Yes. Which I think yeah. is a weird, con- weird misconception in the um, misconception in the industry that the directors do everything. No, yeah. But there are those few, the big ones, like Quentin, Kevin Smith, yeah. uh, uh, James Cameron, all these people are have a hit, big part of writing the script. Yeah. But there are so many other um, directors who don't have anything to do with the script, or even the, the cinematography. Yeah. That, that's always something that always bothers me. I, you know the oh when they like say the movies are like really pretty and it's like that's a whole different cinematographer yeah yeah I agree like I think there's some big uh, movies that are shot really nice but I found out that the director had nothing to do with it but everyone what's praises one them. what's one I know this exists so it's like I'm really curious to be like what's like one that you were like shocked to be like I can't remember I I might be wrong with this but I think the guy who does like Dune in those ones. Oh, Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, that makes sense. I think he has a cinematographer. A team. Yeah. yeah, he's like a yeah, he's a head person and like a team that did concept art, right? Yeah. Because I remember they're talking about the, the dragonfly things, yeah. right? How we make that look real instead of like how do we make it vibrate? I could be wrong with that name, but that does happen a lot. I I, yeah, I, I wish know cinematographers exactly got more praise for being the ones that actually made that shot look good. Yes, or giving all the props to that one director yeah. when it's like there's actually they may have done two things, but they're still missing out on all these other things that people are forgetting that there's a whole team involved with that. Yeah, I know people have the gripes with the you know Marvel for instance, but I think one good thing uh, they did for the industry <clears throat> is uh, praising the writers of the movies, especially yeah. when the Russo brothers came on. I saw a lot of interviews with the writers on those films. I don't remember their names, but... I agree. Um, They've been telling the concepts of like, oh yeah, yeah we're going to have Captain America beheaded and stuff yeah. like that. It's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, just to end on that yes. final tangent on that one. Always have to have a tangent. Always have to have a movie tangent. That was fun, though, like going into like what makes those movies with good dialogue and stuff. So yes, yes. character and character interactions. Great writing in this one, because George Lucas said he isn't the greatest dialogue writer. Great your imagination was all we needed. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're still thankful for that. But yeah. in the end, it's like, come on, you gotta, like, understand that he can't, he, he has to know, too. He's not great at everything. Redoing things is sometimes not the greatest. Yeah. Right? He likes to upgrade stuff all the time. He loves to heavy CG <laughs> it, right? Because it just matches his imagination. But in the end, we want more grounded stuff. We don't need that stuff sometimes. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've had it. So let's get some touching, some because man, there's some tough stuff that like in the writing comic books of Star Wars, the Vader series is nuts, and yeah. he doesn't emote in it. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's a piece of paper with the same face, yeah. but yet they do a, such a great job of writing how he's speaking yeah. and how he's going about in the panels that you convey what he's feeling. Like when he's angry, you know he's angry. When he's yeah. he's short with people, he's short. Um, he's actually sad like the, the first panel of finding out from Boba Fett when he enlisted him in the first place prequel pre- previous to 456 he got Boba Fett to find out who blew up the Death Star uh, in that time frame and Boba Fett only gets one name and he says I got a name Skywalker mm-hmm. and all Vader does is just like go from looking down to the next panel looking up and yeah. it's like that's all you need to be like yeah that changes everything for him because it's like that's where he first thought of I'm gonna get my son to overthrow the Empire 
Yeah, I, I wish these films had more writing like that. Right? Uh, the films, it's the a TV comic shows. book. And I was like, that moment of Boba Fett's even mysterious, got a name. And it's like, what? Skywalker. It's like, one <laughs> word. Like, they're just one wording each other because they're both like this, like, this, this fear, this presence yeah. of like, we've both lived so long. I'm one of the only clone warriors left, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, and he's the commander of said things, but had no idea that they're actually yeah. that close to each other. Yeah, I just want more content, more art artistry behind these shows. I understand what they more are. More thought. It's just a little more thought, right? Like yeah. when it comes down to it, it's like oh, when people are like, "Well, it's hard and all stuff." It's just take the time to like look past it and give it more layers. Yeah. To be like, why well, did they do that? There's that the animated uh, spin-off shows or the, the shorts that were on Disney Plus, the Star Wars yeah. animated series. Those are really good too. Uh, what was that called? Um, Legends. No. Star Wars Legends. No. It was the shorts that were done by uh, Agent Studios. Yeah, and they were all like different ones. Yeah. Yeah, like kind of animatrixy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th those ones were so cool because they. It was very artistic, especially the first one where it was the samurai guy. With the umbrella? Yeah. Like that had so much more feeling than. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Even though. I didn't really like the umbrella thing, <laughs> but I loved the idea of doing something different. Like the yeah, whole just, other feel yeah. of like a Japan feels. Like it's like an ancient feel. I, I just like the, the atmosphere of it, even if like. I did think some of those things were a bit weird. It was just over the top for me. Yeah, but, but the um, atmosphere I loved. I'm like, this is an atmosphere I love in the shows. Like, yeah. It's a mystery. You don't need to have dialogue everywhere. Um, let us be with these characters. I, I connected to that samurai a lot more than I've connected with even like Boba Fett. Yeah. And that was like a five, ten minute short. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right? And so like, what is that? Why is that a thing? And it's like, because the quality was so good. Like, yeah. it really... I had a rela relatable connection to what they were putting here. Yeah, and like I understand these are fan films, mm -hmm. but doesn't mean they can't still. I agree. Put some artistry in it. Yeah, yeah. Which I think they will have some heart at least in uh, Kenobi. So I'm very excited yes. for that. We, uh, there's no way Ewan and Hayden alone are yeah. gonna let the same <laughs> thing happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if they're just gonna repeat, I already can hear Ewan's. Like, I, he's Irish, right? Or are you Scottish? One of them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can already hear his accented voice in my head, kind of in a mad tone, being like, why would I come back to this character if I'm not going to do anything different? Yeah. Right? Like, he really, like, it's been all these years, again, if I'm just going to repeat the same stuff, that's boring. Yeah. So I really feel like they are excited because they are looking to bring something new. Here yeah, and answer these questions of like this is my answer to what this gap is. Yeah, um, so super excited. I think it's May. It's coming out in May. Pretty soon. I think, yeah, so it's still coming up pretty soon. Um, yeah, super exciting.